Welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast, hosted by nutritional coach Jessica Tai, where we are dedicated to promoting health and overall well being through nutrition, specifically the ketogenic diet. We will provide you with all the latest science in nutrition, interviews with experts in the health and wellness field, and answer all your burning questions so you can find optimal health. This podcast is not intended to be used as medical advice and is to be used for informational purposes only. Please contact your doctor with any and all medical questions. Now here's Jessica. Hey guys, welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. This is episode number 48, and I am your host, Jessica Tai, and I am here again today with my very handsome husband, Derek Tai. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, guys, today, this is the week. This is the week. The big one, the one I've been talking about for the last nine months, ten months, whatever, my week of my finals for my NTP certification. Yay. I'm happy for you to be done. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Oh my goodness. Like I'm cracking up guys. Like I am seriously, I eat, sleep, live, breathe, like literally fall asleep listening to recordings on my, um, final exam reviews. I drive Everywhere I drive in the car, I listen to them. When I do my walks in the morning, I listen to them. I almost can say in my head what Kathy Easton in the reviews says before she says them. Like, and the weird thing is, I've heard the voice a few times. I'm starting to get into my head too. So right. I think we need to like spend less time. Oh together, my so. goodness, it's so crazy because I still don't feel like I have all the information down, and I'm like, how's that even possible? Because I pretty much like verbatim can repeat what she's going to say. the intros and outros. Yeah, I know all of it. So anyway, it's really interesting. Um, yeah, so I'm just really excited that's going to be over this week. I'm very excited for it. I don't know if you ever, I mean, I'm not the kind of person that ever feels prepared for any test that I'm going to take any time in my life ever, no matter what I've done. So I, this is no exception. I don't really feel prepared, but you know, honestly, if I sit and think about it, I think I am prepared. Like I, this is what I do. Like, this is what I think about all the time. It's what I talk about all the time. And you know, it's, so I think it's all in there. It's just, we'll see when I'm sitting there in front of that written exam. (laughs) Can I give you my opinion? Yes. You're going to be fine. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll see. So hopefully the next time you actually hear me on this podcast, I will officially be Jessica Tai NTP. That is nutritional therapy practitioner. I think you need some alphabet soup behind your name. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going to have it. So anyway, so it's exciting. I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, I'm super glad this is the last day. So today is Tuesday. We're recording it on the day that we're going to release it. So this is like almost live, guys. You're going to get it immediately. And we, and then I leave Thursday morning. I have to get to the airport and... Guess what that means for me. That means you'll be driving me to the airport. And guess what else that means for me. That you're going to be daddy to five kiddos by yourself. Help! (laughs) You're like, what was that? What's that old movie when we were little called... um, What was that? The Lost? <laughs> no, there was a. Oh, I feel really Home bad. Alone? 
I feel <laughs> that's funny. I feel really bad that I can't remember that. Like, honey, Mr. I shrunk the kids. Mr. Mom, Mr. Mom is what I was thinking of. Oh, honey, I shrunk the kids. That's funny. Like that reminds me of the picture we posted. Mrs. Doolittle or whatever her name was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There was that uh, picture that we posted though last week when we were on the cruise and we were in those like gigantic chairs. Oh yeah, that's funny. I and yeah, somebody took somebody commented on that. Honey, I shrunk the kids, which I thought was really funny. Yeah, because you know. So, we already talked about that last week. Yeah, okay. So anyway, all right, so today, for today's podcast episode, to be honest, there's really uh, two reasons that I'm doing this. Number one, because I have no time to interview anybody or come up with anything. So I thought what I would do is utilize my talk that I did on the low-carb low cruise and kind of do that on here. And the second reason is because it is kind of an, uh, like an umbrella of over keto. It's like an all-inclusive um, starting from the beginning type of type of thing. So this will kind of be a comprehensive keto overview. Overview. So if you're new to keto or you're uh, don't, you're not doing it, you're not sure if you want to do it, this is kind of a, a just a good overview, I think. You know, one thing that the audience did not get on the keto cruise when you were doing your speech? What did they not get? They didn't get a lot because I, I skipped a lot of it. Yeah, my commentary. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. That would have been so much better. So they're going to get your commentary on this one. I'll, I'll just give you subliminal comments. <laughs> I think it'll be good for you to comment. So, Because um, otherwise it'll be really boring, guys, because I'll just basically be reading you my PowerPoint presentation, which is really not that exciting to listen to anybody read a PowerPoint presentation. Are you going to make an announcement in a couple weeks about you doing an event somewhere soon? I will. Yeah, in a couple weeks I'll do that. That's kind of fun, right? Yeah, so I've kind of taken a little, I mean, I've been doing these kind of wellness events and these corporate seminars, but um, we're kind of expanding the territory that we're doing those in, and so that's been really fun. So we will talk about that, and I'll make an announcement about that. But yeah, if anybody's interested um, that listens out there, absolutely, send me a message, send me an email. I do uh, travel to do a corporate wellness wellness seminars I will come to your group or you know whatever situation you have to do pretty much I could talk about any topic you're interested in uh, regarding nutrition and health and wellness so um, I've got quite a um, kind of a, a bevy of topics that we could go over, but they don't they don't have to be keto. Um, typically when I do these uh, corporate seminars, they aren't keto. They're kind of your overall view of like health and wellness. So Yeah, and I think the exciting thing is you'll get to announce soon where that's going to be. I know, yes. One of the ones and that's open to the public. So. Yes, I will have one coming up soon that will be open to the public. It'll be this summer in the next couple and months. it's out west. And it's out west. So I'm just going to leave you guys hanging with that, but... Um, we just kind of finalized uh, some of the details on that. And so here in the next few weeks, I will make an announcement on that. So if you would like to come and listen to me give a little nutrition live. talk. Uh, yeah, live. I think I've got an hour and a half uh, at this particular event. So um, so yeah, we'll talk about that another day, another time. But okay, so let's talk about... So on the cruise, uh, on the low-carb cruise, and if you're just tuning in, if you've never listened to this before, um, Derek and I just attended the 11th annual low-carb cruise. So this is a cruise that Jimmy Moore, 
Moore puts on. If you are unfamiliar with Jimmy Moore for some reason, um, he is the host of several popular podcasts, including Living La Vida Low Carb, um, Fasting Talk, which is no longer, but it is still on the top of the charts, even though that um, podcast no longer is being produced. You can go back and listen to all of the um, past episodes, which are really great. I highly suggest you do that. He is the co-host of the Keto Talk podcast and the recently Keto Hacking MD podcast, which I love. And so you can find him in all of those. He also started another podcast called Low Carb Conversations that he no longer hosts um, on that, but he helped to helped start that one. So he's got a lot of great podcasts. But anyway, he started this Low Carb Cruise. The, this year was the 11th annual one, and Derek and I were invited to go on that, and I was one of the speakers, and I had a very small part in this um, as far as the speaking you know, part goes, so to speak. But, um, but it was quite an honor and I was super excited to be there. So my topic for the cruise was finding your keto. It was getting into ketosis and feeling good while staying there. So that was the topic I was given. And um, we, we were able to submit a few different topics we would like to talk about. And this is one of my favorite topics to talk about. So I thought it would be great. Um, so basically that's what I did. So Derek and I are just going to kind of do this. So before we even really get into the talk, I wanted to talk about anybody that's listening. And like I said, is new to keto, you might be thinking like, what is keto? What does that even mean? Like, how would you even define that? So basically the ketogenic way of eating, which is often called the keto diet or LCHF, which is low carb, high fat is basically designed, it's defined as a diet that consists of about 70 to 75% fat, 20 to 25% protein, and about 5% carbs. So you may also hear people say that it's equal to about 20 grams or less of carbs per day to act to be truly ketogenic. And that's hard for a lot of people. Yeah, it is. So um, most, of the, most of the time, especially when you're starting out, and I am of this camp, is that when you are starting ketosis or the ketogenic way of eating, and you want to actually be in ketosis, I do tell people to start with 20 grams of carbohydrates total. Until they kind of get to the fat adaptation. Yeah, yeah, because that fat adaptation part, you don't want that to take a really long period of time because that's when people can talk about like the keto flu and um, all of that kind of stuff happening. And that is when all these enzymatic processes are actually changing so that you can be fat adapted instead of being a, a carb or a glucose burner. So, um, so getting through that process as quickly as possible, in my opinion, is the best way to go. Cause then you're not kind of stuck in this, you know, this, uh, in between state where your body is like trying to figure out, do, am I running on glucose or am I running on fat? Like, give me something to go with here. Um, so the goal of those numbers is being in a state of ketosis means that your body is using fat or ketones for fuel instead of har- carbohydrates, which is the form of glucose or glycogen. It also leads to a level of metabolic flexibility and freedom that most of us these days just don't experience in the way we were intended. So it really comes down to, are you fat adapted or are you a sugar burner? Most people. Are sugar burners. Yep. Yep, for sure. Okay, so now that you kind of understand like what keto is and what the numbers mean and why does that even matter, um, what, you know, why do people even do this? Like what is even, what do people go after? So generally probably the most common thing you hear is weight loss and, and that's fine. There's a lot of reasons that people want to lose weight and it would be good to lose weight and the ketogenic diet will definitely help you do that. 
Uh, improved cognition is a big one. More energy, of course. Improved mood. Blood sugar control. Improved insulin sensitivity. Improved heart health. Clear skin. Staying fuller longer. So fat is much more satiating than carbohydrates are. Waking up well rested, which is huge. Oh my gosh, I can't tell you how much better my sleep has been and waking up like that. Better hormonal balance and so much more. Anything else you can think of, Derek? So much more. (laughs) So Derek, he's saying I need to do a ketogenic diet and your sex drive episode. So I am going to get an expert on here and we are going to talk about that. But that's definitely a side effect that's that's an improvement. That's what I call so much more. Yes, yes. So... (laughs) So it does help with that. It's it's mood stabilizing. It's hormonals. You know, it's to stabilize your hormones. You know, better hormone control. A lot a lot of that stems from the blood sugar control. So much more. Yeah, I was gonna say you look like you're trying. You want to say something. So yeah. So we will talk about that. That is definitely a big benefit of. Who are you gonna have on the show for that? Well, I'm not gonna tell you yet. I'm gonna keep her a secret. Okay. So there is a secret person. There is a secret person, and she is going to be awesome to talk to about that subject. Okay, so um, if you want to figure out what your keto looks like, I do have five tips that I talked about on the cruise, and these five tips are what I really think that you should focus on to figure out what your keto looks like. Because listen, if I had a nickel for every time I had somebody send me a message and say, I started keto and oh my gosh, this is happening or oh my gosh, this is happening or oh, what am I doing wrong? I, I Now I have this or the ketogenic diet isn't working for me because of this. I'd be rich because there are so many people out there talking about keto, talking about do this, do this, do this, and they have these these finite perimeters and then people are like, okay, well I did exactly what they said to do and nothing's working because you can't just do exactly what somebody else says to do. So let's see what you got. So number one, I think this is where you start, guys. Go get some keto cookbooks, some keto books. Start downloading some podcasts like this one. There are so many good keto podcasts out there. You know, just pick one that you like to listen to. I've talked about this before on here. If you don't like this podcast specifically, I'm okay with that. Totally fine with that. I'm not going to be everybody's. We're kind of a unique cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, that is so weird that you just said that. I was literally going to say, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. You rock. We're like made for each other. So anyway. It um, happens sometimes around here. It happens a lot around here. There's so much more. Yeah, right. (laughs) So we're so connected. (laughs) Um, So what I was going to say is, yes, I am not everybody's cup of tea. And I am totally okay with that. I'm fine with that. There are um, lots of different styles out there. There's lots of different podcasts. So download some of those. Those are ways to stay motivated, guys. Like read the books, listen to the podcasts, stay motivated. Get the cookbooks so you feel inspired to try these new recipes. And let me tell you how this is going to work. You're going to buy all these cookbooks or you're going to download all these recipes and you're going to try a bunch of them in the beginning. I know I did. You're like really excited about it and you're going to try all these new recipes. You're going to go out and buy all this new stuff and you're like, this is so much fun. And then maybe a couple of months into it, if you even last that long, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, like I am so sick and tired of trying to make all these recipes. And But out of that, out of everything you did, you're going to have like six, seven new recipes that you love and you're going to Put your own little stamp on them, tweak them the way you like them, and those are going to be your new go-tos. Fat bombs. 
<laughs> yes, fat bombs. That's it. That's very true. We do. There's a couple that we really love, and yeah, we kind of make those all the time. Well, I think too. Like, do you talk about the different ethnic foods and mm-hmm. people's culture on what they eat? Yes, and that is actually that's going to be my that that's later. We talk about that a little bit okay. more later. But yes, um, but one of, so basically, I don't. This is not only the key to getting into ketosis, but I think it's the key to staying there, guys. So it's really important to have these resources on hand. So just some recommendations, books. I there are so many great ketogenic books out there. Let me tell you first of all, if you really like. Um, if you really like to know the science behind why you're doing something and you're kind of a nerd like, you know, me or other people like me that are get into nutrition and getting a nutritional degree and like going through all that stuff, you got to have a little bit of nerdiness in you to want to go through all that. One of the best books is the, um, is, uh, shoot. And it just went out of my head as soon as I said that, um, I'll think of it in a minute and then I'll tell you. So there's there's a couple of really, really good books that are excellent for that kind of thing. There's also some really easy reads, which are like Keto Clarity, I think has a lot of really good science in it. That is by Jimmy Moore. There's a lot of good science in that book, but it's on it's written um, like a kind of a layman's view. So it's really easy to read. The Keto Cure is another really good one. Keto, it's keto period. Um, the Emmerich's, that's Craig and Maria Emmerich's book. That is also a really great one. The Ketogenic Bible is really good. Again, a lot of great science in there, um, as well as the Emmerich's book as well, but they're, uh, written in a really easy way to read. The Keto Diet, uh, Leanne Vogel's book, that's a really good one to start off with, I think. Um, so in the book that I was going to tell you about that, I think you really should read if you want to get like a really get into the science behind it is called tripping over the truth truth. It's Travis Christofferson. And you've probably heard other people talking about that book in the ketogenic community, but I think that's a really great book to start with. Um, it'll really just kind of get you understanding why you even want to do this like long-term beyond weight loss, beyond even, um, getting up and feeling energized in the morning. It's going to help you understand why this is a long-term thing that you want to do to live the best way you can. Um, Cookbooks. Simply Keto, Suzanne Ryan's cookbook is awesome. All of Maria Emmerich's cookbooks, guys. Like Now, she does dairy-free cookbooks, so if you have any kind of dairy intolerance or you're thinking you might want to move away from dairy, um, then those are really great ones to get as well. And her recipes are just, I can't tell you, I've made just dozens of her recipes and I've never had one yet that wasn't amazing. Um, Everyday Ketogenic Kitchen by Carolyn Ketchum is another great one. And there are so, so many more out there, guys. And a lot of the books actually that I even mentioned um, that are just the keto books also have a bunch of recipes in them. So you could go that route as well. And then podcast, Keto Talk, the Keto Diet Podcast is great, Keto for Normies, and there's so many more out there, guys. So just look and see, um, you know, just put Keto into your search bar in your app and you'll pull up all kinds of them. Websites, I highly recommend dietdoctor.com. That is a really great website for getting a lot of good information on some ketogenic recipes and meal plans, and they have all kinds of great stuff on there. And ketoconnect.net is another good one. And I am getting zero endorsements to for any of these guys so just so you know these are really what i like okay number two you have been referenced in a book though 
I have been referenced in a book. Um, Can we say what book that is? I was referenced in in the Keto Cure, right? Yeah. Or the yeah, I think. Do I even know? See, I don't even know what book I was referenced in. That tells you yes. how much money we're getting. I know we get zero money. The Keto Cure, um, Jimmy's new book. That was kind of cool. Yeah, it was awesome. So yeah, I'm referenced in there. So that's kind of nice. Um, okay, number two. Um, now that you are inspired and have some great menu ideas, let's clean out your pantry and fridge, guys, and get swapping, shopping, swapping, shopping. There you go. So um, this is what Derek's talking about. So what do you like to eat? You know, what does your family like to eat? So if you're if you come from a traditional Italian family or you come from a, a, a Mediterranean family or um, Asian family, you aren't gonna be able to, like, this is what makes me nuts, is the, well, I don't know, what foods are keto? Um, I don't know, what foods do you like to eat? Like, you have, the, food is food, right? Like, you just have to find what fits what you like to eat. So if you grew up in a traditional Italian family, let's say, and you decide that you are giving up the carbs and the pasta and you're going to try and implement this ketogenic lifestyle. You can't then say, okay, well, what's keto? Oh, steak and eggs are keto? Okay, I'm just going to start eating steak and eggs. You won't stick with it. You'll never stick with that. You'll never stick with that. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, I miss my marinara so much and I need the garlic bread and I need the noodles and the meatballs and where's all the Parmesan cheese? Like you will fall off the wagon. Huh? Garlic. Garlic. Yes. Like you, you're not going to be able to manage that. So in those types of instances, you have to find swaps for those foods. So instead of traditional pasta noodles, which Derek can vouch for me on this, our whole lives together. Derek has always been a huge pasta fanatic. Lasagna, spaghetti, rigatoni. And I have never understood that. I am, I'm just not a huge Italian fan. But it's not even the Italian part of it. I'm not. It's the it's the pasta. It's the Americanized version of Italian that I don't get into. I've never cared for pasta noodles that much. Like they're just to me, they're so bland. And so when we switched our Italian dinners to the keto version of Italian dinners, I was like, you know, the angels were singing. I was like, ha. Ah! Hallelujah. It's all the stuff you like. The oh my meat, gosh. The sausage. Yes. The garlic. Well, in the, the noodles, cheese. like we eat spaghetti squash now for the noodles. Oh my gosh. they It's so good. That is so flavorful to me. Now, it's not and, like a bunch of soppy, right. wet, sloppy. Yeah, I always pasta. was like, Derek, why do you They're like soggy, this? Yeah. It's like soggy, gross, tasteless noodles. Anymore. No. And lasagna, same thing. Like it's just a bunch of filler to me. Like there's no flavor. It's just junk. And, and now I know that it is. But even before I knew, what I know nutritionally, I still felt like that about it. So, you know, lasagna, you make lasagna with eggplant or, um, you know, there's, uh, we use, you can use zucchini to make uh, noodles. You can use squashes to make noodles. You, there's all these different swaps that you can use. There's, um, you can go and get yam noodles from like Chinese markets. And instead of something you would do stir fry with, you could instead integrate that into your pasta Italian nights. Well, what about Mexican night? Same thing with Mexican. You don't have to do rice anymore. You can do cauliflower uh, riced cauliflower fried rice, which is amazing, and you don't even know the difference. Or rice some regular cauliflower, and that it places your replaces your white rice. Or salsa is actually 
ketogenic as long as you're not throwing sugar. Yes, salsa is perfectly ketogenic. Guacamole. guacamole. I mean, we love guacamole. And hey, we just recently discovered these Quest chips that we didn't even know they made. We have a jungle. I don't know. Are there jungle gems around the country? It's just here, right? Okay. So we have two jungle gems international markets here. And guys, they are amazing. They're these huge superstores grocery stores basically and they're called jungle gems international markets um you can look them up on the internet if you want and i think they give you can see basically what they are on the internet but they're amazing they have they have literally food brought in from like every country and i mean every country it they're crazy the amount of food in the even store. countries we haven't heard of right i mean we'll be like what i don't even know what that food is <laughs> like where does that even come from but it's amazing it's fun just to walk up and down the aisles and try to read the packaging because you can't read it but um we were there just shopping we were picking up our kid one of our kids from something and so we ran in there um before picking him up it was right next door and we thought oh let's just walk through jungle gyms a little bit and i wanted to look my kids love my my boys love the quest bars as a snack they they will eat those quest bars and you know what there are way worse things that they could be eating i'm not huge on prepackaged foods and the convenience items but you know what sometimes you do what you got to do that versus an oreo or doritos exactly or all the other so stuff that we so see. we let them have their quest bars and so we were i said well let's look and see if they have quest bars here because they have this huge selection of everything if they have them we'll see what they have and in the quest section they had all these chips we were like what they make chips like we didn't know that they make quest bars quest cookies we knew that but we didn't know about the chips so they have dorito like chips like the nacho cheese and the ranch chips they were amazing yeah and they what the we call them guacamole delivery vehicles <laughs> yeah well which and i usually use pork rinds and you know most of the time the pork rinds that you're buying are not any better than these quest chips and they do use they use a um a hyolic sunflower oil in them so you know not the best oil on the planet but also not the worst it's um you know the the hyolaic has the least amount of percentage of omega-3 um, fats in it which is what you really are looking for with these vegetable oils um, a lot of these vegetable you know quote-unquote vegetable oils these seed oils that are on the market you know they're because of the processing they're rancid and they are super super high in omega-6 and as a country we are way off the mark on our omega-6 to omega-3 ratio so we're really high in omega-6s because of all the prepackaged foods that we eat and all that type of thing so um so we do try to avoid those but this is on the lesser of the evil scale and this isn't something that you're going to eat all the time or every day but you know as a treat to have your guacamole and feel like man you're eating a regular tortilla chip or you know what just eat the tortilla chip whatever but anyway just don't eat a ton of them just don't eat a ton of them right so but anyway yeah so in in eating mexican food just switching a few little things up and you can basically enjoy the same thing what do you and i order in a mexican restaurant why not you give everybody that well um, we just went the other day and there's a couple of different things but the other day when we went we ordered the fajita salad so it is a basically we ordered the steak and pork but you can get steak pork chicken shrimp i love shrimp a lot of times at those places and yeah the quality of food is not the best and they're more than likely cooking it in not good oil but you again it's not something you do all the time so you do the best that you can when you're in when you're out and you're doing those situations so we get that and so it's a fajita basically with a plate of uh, salad it comes with tomatoes guacamole or avocados and onion and sour cream and salsa or pico de gallo and cheese 
and a bunch of lettuce. And it's great, and you just eat it. We, there's no, it doesn't come with any tortillas or we anything like that. We use the salsa for salad dressing. Yep. Yeah, I know the girl. That was so funny when we were there the other night. She she asked us twice, "Do you want any ranch? You don't want any ranch dressing for your salad?" <laughs> so I guess everybody gets. And I dressing. said, "Can I have another bowl of salsa?" <laughs> right, because the salsa is awesome. But in a place like that, of course, they're not giving you ranch dressing that's made with the good oils. You don't want to eat the ranch dressing that's there. Plus, it's probably packed full of artificial ingredients and lots of sugar so um so anyway guys so that's that's my that's my tip for number two is just don't try to do to try to make this lifestyle different than what you're doing now make this lifestyle fit what you do now so whatever that looks like for you find the swaps that are ketogenic there are no there are no keto like this food isn't keto that food's not keto it's just what foods will swap out for the foods that you're used to eating to be lower carb higher fat that's what it is okay number three is download an app that you can track macros macros on so um, there are options like carb manager there's one called macro tracker stupid simple macro tracker my fitness pal just apps like that. So I recommend it in the beginning because you can really start to understand your food. We have such warped ideas of food. Usually getting a good understanding in the beginning of what macros actually make up what we're eating can really help you to understand what your body is telling you and ultimately get to this intuitive eating that I talk about. So, you know, I think paying closest attention to the carbs during this period is really important in keeping those low. But just basically, the reason I want you to track is because not because I want you to be tracking everything long term, but it's getting to the goal. The goal is intuitive eating and not not ever counting your macros. I could not tell you even, not even an idea today of how many of any of my macros I ate and I could not even give you a guesstimate on the calories. I eat when I'm hungry. I don't when I'm not. Sometimes I fast, sometimes I don't. Um, today I fasted until well after, it was afternoon, early afternoon. And and I uh, the first thing I had was a... Um, What's that nut butter I like? The fat bomb nut butter. I had one of those packs. I just was kind of feeling like I needed something and I wasn't even really all that hungry, but I was like, oh, I'm kind of, my energy was kind of a little bit lulling a little bit, you know, and I thought I need something. So I grabbed one of those fat packs and I felt awesome until we ate dinner tonight. So yeah, I had uh, black coffee for breakfast, mm-hmm. nothing for lunch. And uh, I think I ate about five or six o'clock tonight for dinner. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't even feel hungry. No. So you just listen to your body and eat when you're hungry. You know, eat, eat when you're hungry. Don't worry about everything. But the point is in the beginning, you need to understand what things are because a lot of this is another issue that I see often is people will say, well, I'm I, I'm following I'm, I'm following the macros, so I don't understand why I don't feel good, or I don't understand why I'm not losing weight, or I don't understand this or that or this, and you know, it's all these different things. And it's always like, okay, well, are you, are you actually, are you tracking your macros? Like, are you actually putting them in something? Are you just saying, well, you know, I only had two pieces of cheese, and, I, and then I had this, and I had that. And sometimes we don't understand, we don't realize how much protein or carbohydrates are in something we may think oh that's got a ton of fat i'm great but you don't you're not actually you don't realize the ratios and then in addition to that a lot of times um 
uh, I kind of lost my train of thought. The macros we're we're tra- we're fo- we're not focused on, or we're focused on the macros, but then we're also not testing, which that's going to be a tip down here. So maybe I'll wait and talk about. Well, I can talk about that now. This is actually I'll kind of do them out of order. So um, the next one, number four, is buy a blue a blood glucose ketone monitor. Now there are breath monitors if you like the breath monitors you can get that there's a new one called level and i do not i've talked about that in previous podcasts um, i'm not familiar with that one i've never used it i have used the ketonics so there's also one called a ketonics and that is also a breath meter but i do suggest that in the beginning you use a, a meter to actually monitor if you are producing ketones um if you are producing them and you're producing them at a good level, then more than likely that is actually the fuel source that your body is using. So I like the Keto Mojo. So you can get that one at bestketotest.com, I think. I'll link to that in the show notes. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But that's the one. If you can test your blood glucose and your ketones daily. I really think it's super important to be testing your blood glucose as well because it will help you understand what foods raise your glucose levels and what your ketone readings are when you're feeling great. So when you're like, oh my gosh, I am so energetic right now and I'm just feeling so good and you test your ketones and you're at like, you know, two or three on the uh, millimoles on the ketone meter and you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. That is the feeling that you now know is 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 how you know that you're going to be in ketosis because you don't you don't want to test like this all the time. This is something that you're going to learn in the beginning. And then when you're not feeling so great or you're feeling like, oh, I don't know what's going on. I I just ate this, whatever this is, and then you go test your blood glucose and you're like, oh my gosh, my blood sugar is just through the roof and my ketones are you know nothing. So you know that doesn't work for you, or your macros were off, you're, you've got way too many carbs in there, whatever it is. There, I think there's a lot of people out there that like to gamify things. You know, they set up little challenges mm-hmm. for themselves, and they little, um, like, hey, I got to do this, so many things, it's a goal. There are a certain amount of people out there that this part of it would be kind of like a gamification of the diet, yeah. like the lifestyle, where they can actually challenge themselves. I would challenge those people too to not let it become obsessive. Yes, I think that's, there's a fine line between yes. ch- checking these numbers and hey, I, I think I'm good, I think I'm not, and I'm checking it 15 times a day. Right. There's a difference. Or I'm checking after before I work out, after I work out, before I eat, after I eat. Like, and there are people on the low carb cruise that did that as like a profession. Right. But that's different. they recommend like, hey, don't everybody do this. Let right. me be the guinea pig. Right. And because that's a lot what a lot of us do is we do guinea pig all the stuff out and then you don't have to. Because I really that it is a very big danger, especially if you're a person that is coming from a world of yo-yo dieting or over-exercising. Counting calories. Counting calories, right. All that kind of thing, measuring, weighing all the time. And now you or have this... Or counting points on a Jenny Exactly. And now you have this new thing where you can download a macro calculator and you can do your blood glucose 65 times a day. That's not healthy. That's not a good place to be. So um, definitely, I totally agree with what Derek's saying. Do not let it become an obsession. This is something I'm talking about doing in the beginning. And once you have figured out how you feel good and what's working for you, then you know maybe test every now and then if you want. I probably test once or twice a week just out of curiosity. And, and I'll usually do that when I'm feeling really, really good. And I'll be like, okay, I'm just gonna see out of curiosity what my ketones are at. Or if I'm if 
a lot of times what I'll do is when I've had a meal that I am certain has knocked me out of ketosis, like I'm like, oh my gosh, there is no way I've still got ketones in my bloodstream right now. I'll test. And more oftentimes than not, I'm like, what? I'm still registering ketones? Like, Because it's kind of fun sometimes to push it a little bit and then you kind of see that you can stay in the range. So in general, your range that you want to be producing is about 0.5 millimole to 3 millimole. So they just in general ketone, ketosis speak, light ketosis, light nutritional ketosis is 0.5 to 1.5. And they, they, you know, the experts typically say optimal fat burning is going to be between like 1.5 and 3 millimole. So, all right, and my final tip, guys, number five is to eat as much real food and fat as you want or need and drink plenty of water. So again, during the first few months, I highly recommend eating as much food as you want, paying attention, the most attention to keeping your carbs low. Again, we talked about 20 grams total or less to start, and I think you will be shocked at how quickly those 20 grams actually add up. You, you know, because we're, especially if you're coming from the standard American diet, but really, even if you're coming from like the paleo diet, because you can have honey and, you know, sweet potatoes and bananas and all these things, and then you're like, what? Oh my gosh, one banana is like four times the amount of carbs I'm supposed to have. Like, it's shocking how quickly those things add up. So, um, it's also important to try to eliminate snacking in between meals. That's super important, guys, because you have to realize every time you eat, you are triggering, triggering an insulin response. Insulin is a storage hormone, and you are going to be storing fat every time you have insulin coming out to usher, you know, your. Uh, like so so the insulin response is normal and people shouldn't sure. be freaked out about no, that no. and they shouldn't and you need insulin and you'll people, die without people insulin. don't need to worry about oh my gosh i just got a shot of insulin that's totally normal and your body yes. needs it and it's functional but if you're thinking like the old school like body for life thing like i need to eat six meals a day right to keep the fire stoked like i used to think it's wrong it's totally wrong but if someone starts, like if they fasted breakfast and lunch and they eat two or three times within a couple hour window right. because they had a big dinner and then maybe mm-hmm. they had a fat bomb and something else yes. an hour later, totally cool, right? Which is actually how I eat you most of the time. You kind of consolidate your meals down to that four hour yeah. window of time. I eat most of my stuff at the latter half of the day. Um, almost never do I eat in the beginning of the day. I just am normally not hungry. I'll have coffee or, you know, whatever. Sometimes I'll eat something. But um, in general, I will not eat until later in the day. And then I'll eat from like 2 or 3 o'clock until, you know, whenever. So it could be a 4-hour window. It could be a 6-hour window. Whatever it is, just eating in that window and keeping that that intermittent fasting window so you're eating in this time-restricted that is, it's so much better for you for so many different reasons. And it gives your body a serious break. Like it's a lot of work on your pancreas and your liver and your adrenals and to keep up with this constant influx of fuel coming into your body all day long. Cause it has to do something every time you eat, it has to do something with that. 
Um, so I recommend definitely during this first period, just trying to eat real food and not supplementing so much with all the keto prepackaged food, the artificial sweeteners, all that kind of stuff. So, and I would just stay with that for like at least the first three months. So when I started keto, I was pretty hardcore for the first six months because I knew that my tendencies would be to go off the rails and start doing more of the, you know, packaged stuff, the sweets, all that kind of stuff. So, um, so I think kind of staying away from that stuff. And I, I enjoy a lot of that stuff now. And you know what, in the beginning, if you have to have it to get you through, you're like, I'm not going to make it going cold Turkey. That's fine too. I mean, everybody's different, but eating the majority of what you are eating daily as whole nutrient dense foods, um, local when possible, organic when possible, and in season when possible is super, super important. And then also make sure that you're drinking lots of water, guys, okay? Lots of water. Uh, when insulin levels drop, our kidneys will excrete more water and sodium. So when you're going into ketogenic, coming from just about any other diet, your insulin levels are gonna drop and it's gonna tell your kidneys to excrete all this water and the sodium. So that's why you hear people talking about the keto flu and you know their electrolytes are depleted and all this stuff, that is why. Um, it, in the, our glu glucose glycogen, um, you know, glucose is also encased in water. So when we don't have all this glucose in our bodies anymore and all this glycogen, then we are dumping a ton of water. So um, important to stay hydrated and uh, make sure that, uh, talking about the electrolytes, that you are supplementing with some electrolytes. That can be really helpful to help keep like the keto flu and, and that type of stuff at bay. All right, guys, so what about the staying, the, the feeling good while staying, you know, how to feel good while staying there part of the keto, this talk that I was giving. So number one is the stress management detoxification. This is part of the staying, feeling good while staying there part. Um, meditation, it can be super helpful for this. So I remember real quick, uh, during, uh, right after your talk, you had a few people come up to you and say that there was some things in this that they didn't hear with any of the other mm -hmm. uh, speeches or you know uh -huh. talks. So I just want to let everybody know that's listening to this. You know, you went like 15 minutes on the dot because that's how much time you had allowed. But right now we're at about half an hour. So you can imagine how much of this we had to consolidate. Yeah. But this is a part I would really pay attention to because this got a lot of attention. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And you're you're right. This was um, something that a lot of the people that were there were like, oh, this is great. You know, I didn't really hear anything about that. I was taking notes. So meditation is big. And it doesn't have to be something, guys, where you're like, Oh my gosh, I don't how long do I have to sit in this lotus position and like hum? You don't have to do that. You can sit and, you know, if you want to pray for 5 minutes, if you want to um just sit and just um just kind of meditate, think on all the things that you have go good going in your life. If you just want to think about, just stare out, just sit outside and stare at the trees blowing in the wind. Like whatever you can do to just kind of disconnect your mind for a few minutes and just rest. Journaling, you can journal. You can just write about what you did during the day. You can write about what you're grateful for. You can write about what you plan to do. Um, anything like that. Uh, movement, just getting some good movement in, like a walk or some yoga or some stretching or things like that. I have been um, trying to change up my movement and it's really been helping me where I will get up early a few days a week and just, well, I don't do any kind of crazy 
exercise at all. I just walk out my front door and I walk down the street. I'll walk for 20 minutes or a half an hour. That's it. That's all I have time to do. And then I'm back. Typically, I'll get in the sauna right after that. And that's the next one, um, infrared sauna. If you have access to an infrared sauna, this is huge for stress management, huge for detoxification. Dry brushing is really big, guys. Um, you, there are, I will, I don't know if I can link this in the show notes, but if you have inform, if you have interest in dry brushing and you don't know how to do it, send me an email and I will send you a form that will talk to you about why you dry brush and how the proper way to do it is. And I've talked about this before on my podcast, but dry brushing is really helpful. It's really helpful for opening up those detoxification pathways, for getting your lymphatic system flowing. Um, this is how you want, this is how your body rids yourself of a lot of, of um, toxins in your body. So you really want to keep that moving. So this is a really good way to do it. Um, another uh, good, good sleep habits. Those are super important, guys. So many people just think sleep is like, you know, I'll sleep. You've heard the I'll sleep when I'm dead statement. I mean, I've said that I don't know how many times in my life, but good sleep habits are huge. And what Derek and I have started doing recently, thanks to Mike Mutzel. Shut your mouth. Yeah, you shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. <laughs> His uh, mouth taping at night. So this is like, strangely very controversial like people are like what when you i saw tape a picture of a kid on instagram with his right, mouth that tape was Mike's. and somebody on you were like hallelujah <laughs> but then there was some parent on there like you gave me like the anxiety of my life seeing right. a kid tape because well, my kid has asthma it's and like, i can i mean i can understand i know but like know. i just like everybody like just loves to overreact about i it. know i know but that's just you can write me hate mail on a camera i know you're gonna get some you're gonna get some hate no mail. i'm not <laughs> so anyway let me tell you though we have started um is it called somnifix i think Som- somnifix. somnifix something like that so i'll link to this in the show notes as well but we have started mouth taping and we've only been doing it for like five days or something five days i think and the first three days guys were hell for me like it was terrible i'm like i'm not gonna be able to do this and you basically From like day, day one, one you're like whatever it. just this like is skiing <laughs> right exactly that is true derek learned how to ski by watching like a youtube video and went out and started skiing the mountains like he'd been doing it his whole life i was like hey if you if you take the time to watch the video oh my gosh i had on the other hand an instructor and i was still on my butt most of the way down the hill yeah so anyway uh that's a side side story but so this mouth taping so derek started right away no problems it was easy <laughs> night one two and three i woke up in the morning and i'm like derek my mouth tapes off my mouth. It's on my side table. And I kind of remember taking it off, but I'm not 100% sure when I did it. So I don't know. I think for me, it was almost like a claustrophobic thing. However, like I was explaining to you, I know that I have, there are a lot of things and I, I'm not going to get in. I don't know all the science behind it. I have been listening to some podcasts on it and I have read a little bit and it was enough for me to be convinced, especially after listening to Mike's talk on the cruise, that I was like, you know what, I, we need to do this. And um, so I have listened to a little bit about it. I know enough to know that it was something that I wanted us to do. But I am also, this is another thing I would like to have an expert on to talk about because I think this is really important because part of the keto lifestyle is getting good sleep. And 
a lot of people are not getting good sleep because they have sleep apnea or they have um, just poor breathing habits. They snore so their partner isn't getting good sleep. They're not getting good sleep. Because guys, if you're snoring or you're mouth breathing at night, you're not getting into good uh, parasympathetic state where you're getting good sleep. You're just not. So for me, the first three nights were terrible. And, but I have been, I've been a tooth, tooth grinder a lot of my life. I know that I mouth breathe a lot. Like I, I don't feel like I do. Like I don't have a lot of allergies or sinus issues or things like that, especially since being keto, I have like almost nothing like that. However, um, I will wake up some mornings and realize that my mouth is open. Like I wake up with my mouth open. I'm like, what the heck? So the best part was though, on day four, night four, I woke up that morning, mouth tape still in place, and I felt amazing. The three nights prior, I woke up uh, all three mornings with my nose feeling very congested, and the last morning, my throat was sore. And then that fourth morning, sore throat's gone, no congestion, mouth tapes in place, and I felt amazing. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. So anyway, my point is, is that listening to some of the podcasts about this, there is, you if you are a mouth breather and you're having more issues than you realize you're having, it is going to take you potentially a few days before this is going to feel good for you. Like you might be like, oh my gosh, this is insane. Why would anybody do this? But just stick it out. Like I told Derek, I'm like, he's like, well, why, what in the world? I said, I don't know, but damn it, I'm going to get this right. I'm going to do this again. So I just kept trying and now I'm good. Of all so. the things to fail on in this world, <laughs> you failed on keeping tape on your mouth throughout the night. I mean, seriously, can you know, fail at right? something else? <laughs> It was like the easiest thing possible. You have to do nothing, but just don't take hey, the tape off. Shut your mouth. <laughs> shut your mouth. That's the problem. I can't shut my mouth. All right. Okay. So the next one, positive thoughts and self-talk. This is a big one too, guys. I'm not the expert in this field at all, but I am going to have one on the podcast. And um, positive thoughts, self-talk, these are big. And you know, basically, it's just about what thoughts are you putting into your, you know, what thoughts are you filling your mind with about yourself, right? So keep it positive. Keep your self-talk positive. And then for stress management, detoxification, I put bone broth. I am like the bone broth queen, guys. There are so many positive things about bone broth, and it really, really helps you with stress management and detoxification. So I'm not going to get into it today. You know, but... you could do like an infographic on this slide and throw it on your Instagram page. Oh, yeah, page. I could. That'd be cool. To make it, you could do it. And then digestive health. This is the other part of the two parts of feeling good while staying in ketosis. So don't eat in front of the TV or the computer. We need to be in a parasympathetic state to be properly digesting. Can I translate that for everybody? Mm-hmm. Just look at your food. Imagine it's going to taste good. Smell it. And then eat it slow. There you go. That's it. That's pretty much it. Because then it says take time to be grateful for your food before eating it. Sit down. Take a few breaths. So you can engage and prepare your autonomic nervous system. Chew your food thoroughly before swallowing. And I heard... Um, I was going to talk about this. And I now I'm like, I can't really remember... The exact wording. That was something I was going to... Okay, well, I'll talk about it later. And then um, work on correcting digestive issues if um, if anything is off. So if you have any digestive things going on and you know if you do, any constipation or gas or bloating or diarrhea, things like that, you need to work on those things and get that, get that right. Um, 
And then, let's see. And that, okay, and then that kind of moves us to listener. We did have a listener question, which I'm going to throw in here because, um, since we just talked about your digestive tract, listener question was, how often should I go number two? So this is kind of a controversial thing because you, you know, I've kind of, and I've kind of said before, one to three times a day. Like really every time you eat, you should be eliminating something previously. However, I have recently kind of changing my position on that. Um, through my NTP training, we're pretty much taught the same thing, one to three times a day minimum. Um, but I'm kind of starting to, to feel like if, I would say if you are having easy to go bowel movements, like you you go and you know you hear people talk about the snake, like that's what it should look like. Um, that is mimicking what your intestines look like, your colon, where it is sitting. Um, it should it should be like that, and it should not be overly soft or watery or liquidy, and it should not be difficult to pass. If you are having that type of a bowel movement, even if it isn't three times a day, maybe it's once a day, maybe it's every other day, and things are moving very, very well and easy, you're probably fine. You're probably fine. So that's that's kind of my kind of new stance on that, and we'll see. I think I think you're always listening, uh, you're always learning, and and um, kind of changing your stance. Because you know, guys, when the the day we all stop learning and think we've got it all figured out, that's gonna be a problem. Well, so. I think science and nutrition, and from what I learned, even at the the the, the the keto, uh, what are you, a low carb cruise? Mm-hmm. The people were still kind of challenging each other. Yeah, it's not like there's one school of thought on everything. No, people can tweak things, and I think that's healthy debate. Yep, I agree, and that's you know, and that's basically this whole talk is that it's finding your keto. There is, in my opinion, there is not one keto. So if you don't poop everybody. every seven hours, then you're not you're <laughs> then you're fine. You know, if you don't eat 120 grams of fat every day, but Susie Q does. It doesn't matter. You eat the amount of fat that works for you. What what works for you? What makes you feel good? What keeps you in ketosis? What, you know, do you want the benefits of that? Then find out what works for you. Okay, so the last uh, part, guys, is how do you move forward long-term? Like, what is it gonna look like for you? Because it looks different for everyone. That's why we're talking about your keto. Find out what works for you. Don't worry about what your macros are supposed to be or how many carbs you're supposed to eat. Ketofy your life so that it'll work for you long term. It's a lifestyle, not a diet. And I think that is the biggest thing is you have to remember, like people will say when this is another one of those kind of pet peeve things to me is people say, oh, well, you can't do the keto life diet. You know, you can't do the keto diet forever. Can you? I just want to be like, why don't you want to eat food forever? Like, I want to eat food forever. There is no reason on the planet why you can't do keto for life it's a lifestyle so figure out your keto maybe your keto includes two days a week of water fast maybe your keto includes um every single day you intermittent fast maybe you intermittent fast every other day maybe your keto includes breakfast every day maybe your keto never has breakfast maybe your keto includes one carb up a week maybe you do one carb up every month maybe you never do a carb up like you just have to figure out what works for you and 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 figure that out so for me what's changed for me over the last year so i've been keto a little over a year now and there's a lot that's changed for me in the beginning 
I completely cut alcohol out. I think that was the right call because I think it helped me and helped my body to be able to acclimate to this. But now I drink wine and I drink wine almost every single night. I would say more often than not, I have a glass of wine. Sometimes too, guys, like I'm fine. It is fine for me. It is, it's what I want to do in this lifestyle. And then you know, gasp, shock, awe. I also drink alcohol. Like there are times that I'll have, you know, I like just a straight up liquor. So I'll drink a bourbon on the rocks or like a shot. Okay. I'm talking about a shot of bourbon on the rocks. I'll typically throw some water in it. So it lasts a little longer. And then, you know, I can enjoy that. Or, you know, we recently, after our trip to Mexico, have gotten into some really good, uh, tequila, like some small batch aged tequila. And so we do the same things. We'll put tequila over the rocks with a little bit of water and some lime. It's amazing. It's just to sip and relax and enjoy. And keep in mind, guys, I have five kids, so I'm entitled to that. <laughs> okay. Another one that's changed for me is I've added in keto treats from time to time. Used to not do that. There are a ton of keto treats that I love. I like to make ones from scratch. Um, I make these keto, they're really fat bombs, but these little keto cake pops basically for Derek that he absolutely loves that I kind of, um, created. Then I love things like good D's, uh, mixes the, um, oh my gosh, she's got muffins and cakes and brownies and blondies and chocolate chip cookies and sugar cookies. And they're amazing. They're so good. And I love having a treat like that. So typically we'll eat that stuff more on the weekends. Like I'll make something and we'll have a treat. Um, but that or a piece of chocolate every now and then or whatever. So I think if you start restricting too many things and you keep those things restricted and you're like, oh, I I can never have that again, it's going to end up in disaster. I think in the beginning, starting like that is probably pretty good, but, but knowing that in the future, you'll be able to have that. Um, I do a carb up every now and then when I first, my first year of keto, I didn't. I didn't do that. I When I would try to do it, it would kind of set me up on a binge. doesn't happen anymore. As a matter of fact, for dinner, we had um, hamburgers, hamburger patties, and I made a sweet potato, and we ate a sweet potato today. So um, let's see. I'm under a lot more stress than I was a year ago. So there you go. For me, that's why you know carb ups have come in very handy over the last few months. I've been doing the schooling at 40 years old full-time job, full-time mom, full-time school, full-time house and and other businesses to take care of. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot on my plate. So it's helped me to do that. I do intermittent and longer fasts as I feel that I need and want. Sometimes I'll do a two, three day fast. Sometimes I'll just do a day. Sometimes I just, you know, I intermittent fast nearly every day, but I do different increments. Um, Typically I stay in a lighter ketosis now than I did in the beginning. So that's really changed for me. I used to be, I was always at 1.5 or higher. Now I typically am closer to like the one I range about one, or I'm sorry, from 0.5 to maybe 0.9. I'm usually under one millimole. I'm totally fine with that. I feel great. Nothing changed as far as my feeling. My personal opinion, and I don't have a ton of science to back this up. I'm not a researcher in that sense, but I, um, my understanding and kind of idea behind this, talking to other researchers, is that you become really, really good at using ketones. So you have to remember that when you are measuring what's in your blood or your breath, it's what you're not using that you're measuring. So whatever's left or whatever you haven't utilized yet is what you're measuring. So I think that I run 
probably pretty high all the time. Like I'm using my energy levels are really high all the time. So I'm using those ketones up probably about as quickly as my liver can make them. And then uh, I eat according to a net carb. So in the beginning, I, like I said, told you guys, I would do a total carb and that's what I did. But now I eat net carb um, is what I measure. If I measure anything, I'm, I'm looking at a net, not a, not a total. And then we've added in the fat bombs. Those are like treats for me. I particularly, I love the cookie dough fat bombs. They are just my favorite thing. Some days I'll have one or two of those. And then there are weeks that I may not have any. And then one week I may have one every single day. It just, it depends. Whatever I feel like I need, whatever my body's telling me, that's what I'll do. And then the last point on this, guys, is all of it's constantly changing. So if I did this exact same talk six months from now, probably all of that would be different, and, except the alcohol part. Well, and, and, <laughs> and, and just to kind of throw in, you know, because I live with you every day. So we had the National Donut Day the other day. So yeah. you made those little keto donuts. And we had our Saturday coffee yes. with a donut. And it was mm-hmm. fabulous. So, it was amazing. So it was a little swap out. It wasn't the best donut I've ever had in my life but it was pretty good and it gave me that sensation of eating a donut where I didn't feel like I had to go out and order a crappy one yes exactly and And I haven't had a real donut I mean I don't feel deprived like I will eat what I want like you know me I don't feel deprived and I don't feel like I need to go Mm -hmm. get that but I felt completely satisfied with having that the mouthfeel the sweet taste Mm -hmm. with a cup of coffee I was good well and I think that's a really good point is that the not feeling deprived thing I mean and and saying that you know what if I want the real quote-unquote donut I'll go have it like fine and I think that's another thing that really I should tell you in this talk is being ketogenic or being keto, being in ketosis, all of these things does not mean that you are sentencing yourself to a life of never having a donut or a piece of cake. Maybe or some keto people would say that. Right. And maybe, but that's not me. Like you find what works for you. For me, it is telling myself, yeah, I don't eat that stuff. Like I just don't. I, but every nine, three, once in a while. Right. Nine times out of 10, it's not worth it. I'm not even going to mess with it. But there are times where I will be like, you know what? I'm going to have that whatever it is, wherever we are. And I have it. And sometimes I eat more of it than I should have. And I'm like, oh my gosh, why did I do that? And then it's a long time before I do it again. And then sometimes I'll have just a few bites of something. And I'm like, you know what? That was really good. And I'm really glad I had that. And that's it. Then you move on. Like, I think we need to get out of this mentality of making food the enemy. And we're like all trying to run from anything that's not keto. Like, let's just eat the keto food. Don't touch anything else. And... You know, how am I going to stick to this for the rest of my life? You're going to stick to it for the rest of your life because you want your, you want to be the healthiest, best functioning version of yourself that you can be. You want to have gorgeous skin, gorgeous hair, gorgeous eyes, strong muscles, bones, energy levels, on point, sharp mind. You want to be well into your later years and people still looking at you and going, I can't believe that's how old you are. I can't believe you are so sharp. You, you still, you know, everything, you're still moving so well, all this stuff. That's what you want. That's what you're doing this keto diet for. Not so you can be like, oh, I'm on the keto diet and I'll just do this until I feel like I've gotten to whatever the bar is you've set for yourself to say, well, I'll be happy when... That's never going to happen. Just make this the lifestyle of eating real food that makes you feel good and makes you healthy. And just do it, guys. It's, it really is. I heard somebody say this once. They, they said, 
um, I don't remember where I heard this, but they were like, if I hear anybody, if I hear somebody say again that this keto diet is easy, I'm going to get so mad. Like I'm starting, this is not easy. Honestly, guys, it is. It is. I understand in the beginning, it's a little bit hard. And there's a learning curve. Because it's a learning curve. You're trying to figure it out. And if you're coming from a higher carbohydrate diet, carbs are extremely addictive. And your body is going to scream at you that you need the carbohydrates. So until you become fat adapted, you will be getting those cues that you need to be eating the carbohydrates. Just ignore those cues and you're going to be fine. You'll get through it. Sounds good. So that's it. That's all we got for you guys. So I am out of here on Thursday. I will come back. Nutritional therapy practitioner. Send some prayers and good thoughts Jesse's way for yes, her Yes, please, week. please, 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 guys. And for me for uh, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, honestly, I probably have the easier end of the deal. It's going to be you. That's gonna... yeah. <laughs> Although our oldest is going to camp. I don't know if anybody's familiar with Young Life, but Young Life is a Christian organization that um, does some camps. And this is the first time that we have sent Tanner this far away. He's going several states away. And then Max, our, our other teenager, is going a couple like weeks, weeks later. Yeah. yeah, he's going a couple states away as well. So um, they're going for like a week. So these would be exciting weeks for them. They'll have a lot of fun. So that's one less kid you have to deal with. But, and it's Father's Day and you won't be here. No, Father's Day is until the end of the month. Oh, is it? I yeah. thought it was a Sunday. No, 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 no. Nope. Well, good for you. You get to be here for me. <laughs> I will be here for you. Don't worry. You're ahead of yourself. Nice. So, yeah. So, you only, you'll only have four of them, so you're going to be fine. Okay. Because right. I don't want to manage all the kids on Father's Day. <laughs> you won't have to. Don't worry. Nice. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's all we have for today. And uh, thanks for tuning in. And we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed what we shared with you today and are looking forward to the next episode. 